Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. All right, welcome to Bet the Edge. I'm Jay Croucher, joined again by the whale capper, Drew Dinsick. Today, we're going to very briefly, as briefly as possible, touch on Bears Commanders, uh, another travesty on Thursday Night Football. <laughs> and then we're going to welcome in Ken Barkley of You Bet, you bet uh, and uh, discuss some big week six games coming up. And uh, then we're going to wrap up the show with our best bets. But Drew, it's been a while. How are you? Where are you? And uh, what are the big takeaways from the past week or so since we last spoke to you? Oh, man. Uh, that's a lot to, lot to go through. So uh, <laughs> I'm up on the coast doing a little whale watching uh, up here in uh, uh, old coastal Oregon today. Uh, hey, carrying on uh, up the rest of the coast. And I'll be back next week, obviously, in, uh, in Long Beach on Monday. But uh, no, it, last night's game was uh, an abs- It was a travesty. That's a good way to put it. Uh, the fact that Al Michaels is calling these games feels very wrong. <laughs> but here we are. Uh, and yeah, that was, uh, that was the kind of game. Although, you know, we're gambling, man. And that's the kind of game you only watch if you have a bet on. (laughs) And I think a lot of people that we're watching did have bets on. Uh, And actually, there should be some actionable information to take away from this one because that was one of the more fraudulent results we've had all season. Uh, the fact that the Bears lost that game is kind of confounding, considering they had, uh, you know, two trips into the red zone where they got zero points in the first half. And then, uh, you know, similarly, a muffed punt, you know, set Washington up for their only touchdown. Like that was a real, real, real uh, fraudulent win for the Commandies. Uh, so I think uh, really, uh, if you want to upgrade the Bears a little bit, because it does feel like there are some parts of that offense that are starting to click, particularly on the ground. Um, and, you know, the as the offensive line gets cohesion, maybe they have more time for Justin Fields to complete passes. His one uh, touchdown pass was an absolute dime. So uh, I guess I would be fine, um, you know, being a little bit, uh, you know, more bullish on the Bears after that, uh, what, what I thought was a pretty uh, untrue result. Yeah, I think it might almost be counterproductive for the Commanders to have won that game because had they lost, it would have really accelerated the Sam Howell train leaving the station. Uh, I think that Wentz is probably, even though Wentz didn't get to 100 yards, probably fends him off for a few more weeks. The Commanders have a brutal schedule coming up the next month and then it gets much easier. So I would definitely price it favorite that we see Sam Howell in the next couple of months. Uh, But... You know, for futures purposes, for awards and stuff, it's, it's too late now for Offensive Rookie of the Year uh, and all of that type of thing. So, I mean, the commanders, are they, where do they sit relative to the worst teams in the league for you right now? Are, are they 32? 
as of currently rostered with Wentz at the helm, yeah, they're in the bottom five for sure. Bottom three, realistically, uh, I would make them a you know touchdown dog to an average team on a neutral field. Um, and you know, I think there's not a lot to really look for a bright side here. I guess I I like Scott Turner. Uh, as an offensive coordinator and uh, you know in another system with an actual quarterback he might be uh, some you know a little bit of a buy low next year I don't know but uh, this doesn't feel good no doesn't feel good at all all right let's get into some happier topics Um, we're going to (laughs) welcome in Ken Barkley in a second but first for all you college football fans that want some last minute betting insight tune into the NBC Sports YouTube channel Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern as Vaughn Dalzell, Brad Thomas and Eric Froton answer your questions prior to a full slate of week seven games. All right, let's welcome in Ken Barkley of You Better You Bet. Uh, we're going to jump into some NFL, but firstly, uh, we had a great and uh, winding chat about NBA awards and futures last time that you're on, Ken. So I just wanted to firstly get your favorite uh, NBA futures bet uh, at this point. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for thanks for having me on, guys. It was it was pretty mind blowing last time I was on. I, all three of us were a part of the discussion. I think I just I don't think you get good NBA awards talk almost anywhere. We try to do it on our show. You guys try to do it on yours. I feel like when we merge, we create some kind of like Voltron of NBA awards discussion, which is pretty cool. <laughs> I uh, wow. I'm like and I'm neck deep in all this stuff right now. And I know Jay is, and I know Whale is. You're you're price shopping all the guys that you like. You're watching preseason. You're trying to read stuff and listen to what coaches and even other players are saying, uh, and and just trying to make sense of 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 what's going to happen really. Cause after the first couple games, even maybe some of the valuable stuff is gone when we're like, Oh my God, you know, Zion's actually awesome or Zion's terrible or whatever, everywhere in between basically with all these players, I'm going to look at most improved player for the the market that I want to talk about. And this has been a really, really interesting market all off season, but especially in the last couple of weeks, because I think there's like a consensus opinion developing and Jay and I talked a lot, a little bit about it off the air that Tyrese Maxey is like the guy in this market that is worth betting. So, you know, we talked about this and people want to listen to the last time we were on all three of us doing awards. Most improved player is, is basically someone who is just under an an all-star level, basically like a, a pretty good or a good player. Um, and for some reason, there is some catalyst and this player goes from being a good player to an all-star level player. Maybe they make the all-star team, maybe they don't, but they're basically playing at that level. And there's all kinds of catalysts that can create that. It could just be, here was a young player. It's year three, year four. They take a step forward. Now they're an all-star player. That could be as simple as that. It could be a player changes teams and that gives them the opportunity to, to change into something completely different. It could be um, a player was coming off the bench and then they moved out the team star player or whatever. And then player comes off the bench, starts starting. CJ McCollum for the Blazers was a good example of like, here was a guy doing nothing. Now he's coming off the bench. Now all of a sudden he's six man of the year. He's playing great. He's scoring 20 points a game. Uh, the player that I'm actually really interested in and Jay already shot this down when, before we came on. So this is good. So I'm basically just talking to someone who I know thinks the exact opposite of what I think uh, is Jalen Brunson. I actually think Brunson's really interesting in the this market and one of the reasons i think he's interesting is he doesn't really have anything in his way in terms of trying to get to an all-star level so if you look at the Knicks roster rj barrett's a nice player julius randall's a nice player team's win total is about 500 they don't really have a locked in all-star representative right now like a superstar player with a with an ego so you think about like the blazers have damian lillard is anthony simons gonna make the all-star team when damian lillard is on the team like that that kind of thought process with a lot of these teams i think is valuable brunson doesn't have anything in his way and he's a team change guy he's backing up luka Doncic. he was coming off the bench in dallas still had really good underlying metrics 
He was also the national player of the year in college and the point guard of the most efficient college offense in the history of the sport. So like there's a little back class here to use a horse racing term that maybe something is possible. Maybe all you needed was a team change to make it happen. And the price is pretty massive. Like I've seen now 25 to one basically in the market on him to uh, to win most improved player. So I'm not saying he's going to win or no one else can win. Anthony Edwards can win. A bunch of other guys can win. But a long price on a guy who I think is pretty intriguing, who's basically getting a shot for the first time to be the A guy on a team who might be okay. Okay. I don't hate it, Ken. I don't hate Jalen Brunson. Yes, you do. I like, you hate I like, it. Yeah, you hate <laughs> I like Jalen Brunson more than I like Tyrese Maxey in this market. Okay. And if you get 25 to 1, I think that's, that's probably worthwhile. My concern about Brunson would be that on the Knicks, uh, despite the fact that uh, they don't have an established all-star, there's just a lot of guys who need to eat on that team. There's RJ Barrett, who was 20 a game last year. There's Julius Randle, who won this award two years ago and is also going to take up a lot of usage. There's guys like Evan Fournier, Derek Rose is back quickly. Like There's a lot of guys who are just going to need shots. And so Brunson averaged, he was basically 16 and 5 last year next to Luka Doncic. Realistically, to win this award, he needs to get to at least 20 a game. And he probably needs to average like 21 and 6 and be an all-star and be the guy over Barrett and Randall on New York. So because of all the stuff you talked about, you know, with the new situation, with what he's done in the past, with what he showed in those first three games against Utah in the playoffs against Dallas, I do think that there is a path for him. I just think it's a narrow one. But at 25 to 1, I don't mind it. Tyrese Maxey, I'm against that just because I think that Harden... <laughs> Not, not vehemently against it. I do think he has a narrow. Oh, I'm, as well, I'm vehemently just... against it. I'm way against. <laughs> you, you, I'm like you have the vehemence. Yeah. He's gonna be the third <laughs> All Star on the Sixers. What? No, I don't no, know. no. What is happening? I don't understand I, why people like him. Yeah. He'll be the. Uh, he'll be the second All Star. <laughs> well, yeah, but I'm, so like Harden's just gonna be like, cool guys, I'm out. Like I'm not gonna play a lot of minutes. <clears> well, I'm not gonna I do mean, a lot of stuff. Harden, really Harden, Harden, very well could be washed. Uh, and but at the same time, we do know one thing about his game still exists, and that is his ability to set up shots. And you know, the chemistry between he and Maxi last year, latter half of the season, was un undeniable. So I think Maxi can definitely take a leap to sort of uh, you know true all star status. And um, he, you know, the case is strong that you know he's going to be the third you know, at least perceived as the third banana on that team. But, uh, you know, the statistics are going to take a leap for him for this year, in my mind. And honestly, I, I just think the Sixers are kind of a train. They look like a regular season train. And, uh, you know, they have, you know, this is a team that could be, you know, sitting at the top of the Eastern Conference. Once we get to the All-Star break, maybe they do get three guests. Yep. No, I'm with you there. I just think with Maxi, just Embiid and Harden are just so established. Like, it's easier to jump RJ Barrett and Julius Randle than it is yes. Joel Embiid. But Harden does have some downside variants. So I just think that Maxi's probably going to have to average like 24 a game to win that award, 23 a game, because he doesn't, he doesn't, he's not going to give you the assists or the rebounds or other things. Just quickly before we move on to the National Football League, I don't like this market uh, at the moment. I can't figure it out. I think it was a lot easier to price last year couple guys that I have bet. DeAndre Ayton is 50 to 1. I think that he has a chance to be a first-time All-Star. Michael Porter Jr. as well is that same 50 to 1 range. And in this market, you're just looking for who can be a first-time All-Star, who's preferably not a second-year player. And I think that MPJ, Ayton, Brunson, Maxi, I think those are all guys in the mix. I think Anthony Edwards should be the favorite, but I wouldn't touch him at 10 to yeah. 1 because he's got, like, he has to average 25, 26 a game because he already averaged 21 a game last year and uh just a reminder we're gonna have a special bet the edge episode on tuesday the 18th of october dedicated to nba awards and other futures before the season begins 
uh, on Tuesday night. So uh, definitely tune into that one because I think I can speak for, for me and Drew with this is very much our... Uh, I want to say whale house, our wheelhouse. And, uh, we got uh, we got Marcus Smart at two hundred to one last year. Hero twenty to one, six man, and yeah. John Morant thirty to one, most improved. So hopefully we can uh, have an encore act of that. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Nike, Walmart, and Zappos. And even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use and you can get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers. And Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. This football season, PointsBet is bringing you a better way to bet live on games, which means before this ad is over, you can place a live same-game parlay, bet on the next drive to be a touchdown, and cash out your live second-half over bet. So whether you are on the move or on the couch, do it live on PointsBet. Download the PointsBet app today and sign up with the code BETTHEEDGE to get a second chance on your first five bets up to $100 each. New customers only, must be 21 plus and present in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Virginia, West Virginia, Kansas, or Louisiana. Void where prohibited, Louisiana license pending in partnership with Louisiana iGaming LP, DBA Boomtown, New Orleans. Second chance means that if any of your first five cash bets, first five bet per day for five consecutive days on a fixed odds market loses, you will receive free bets in the amount of the losing wager up to $100 each. Additional terms and conditions apply. See the promotions page and terms and conditions section of the PointsBet website for more details. Gambling problem? In Colorado or Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. In Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. In Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. In Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. In Virginia, call 1-888-532-3500. And in Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. 1-877-770-7867. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help in Illinois, New Jersey, West Virginia, or Pennsylvania, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services or visit www.1800gambler.net. Gambling problem? 
Call 8778 Hope New York or text Hope NY467369 in New York. Well, let's get into the NFL. Uh, we're going to break down a couple of games here. Uh, Patriots at Browns is the first mm-hmm. one. The line right now is Cleveland minus two and a half. The total is 43 and a half. Where are you going on this game, Ken? I don't know if I have a contrarian opinion on this team or this game. I really like New England in this game. And I, I actually like New England regardless of who's pl- who plays quarterback. Now the market will change <laughs> and should change. And I know you guys had a crazy discussion, I think, the other day about if it's Mac Jones or if it's Bailey Zappi, what does that mean? Like, where should the market go? What's correct? What's not correct? Uh, I'll pay fair price on whoever the New England quarterback is against the Browns. I'm not trying to get ahead of a move. I don't have information that nobody else has. I actually... Maybe this is a contrarian opinion. I actually think the Patriots might be kind of like ready for takeoff here a little bit to be a really good team this season. I think that's possible. And I think the fact that they've had these quarterback issues has sort of like muddled our ability to look at their stats and their profile and analyze them correctly as a team that follows the path of every Patriots team historically under Bill Belichick. So if you look at the Brady teams, Mac Jones last year, any of these teams, October, specifically is when the team starts to turn a corner and start to play really great as they head toward kind of the stretch run of the season. September under Belichick, typically not very good month. They actually have a ton of outright upsets as a big favorite with Brady, even with, even with Mac Jones, although they haven't been favored by a lot so often. And then in October, by far his best month ATS of, of his coaching career by a really significant margin. This is the most successful ATS coach of all time. And October and the underlying metrics support this too. The team just starts playing a lot better and it's usually acclimating new pieces. A lot of times it's you know, new coaches on the staff, whatever week to week, it's developing a plan and everybody getting used to doing that, which is a different framework than what most teams use. So I do think this team potentially playoff team last year, it was a quarterback going to year two. There were a lot of us that were really excited about this team coming into the year and they just, they, had a, they didn't play great against Miami. And then they had a quarterback injury. That's basically it. They outgained the Ravens yards per play. They've won two other games. Like, what are we like? What are we angry about with the Patriots? What are we disappointed about with the Patriots? Not very much. So they come into this game. I don't think this is a crazy number or anything. I have it a little bit less than this. Um, I bet Patriots plus three earlier in the week. I just think you look at what Cleveland is at this point, a sieve, basically. I think we saw that against the Chargers last week. I, Austin Eckler was making fantasy players like want to trade him for anybody prior to last week. And he, he goes into that game and runs for like 175. I mean, the Browns are panic trading for linebackers. Like this is a big problem and it's not overblown. It's look at what the, you just tell by the franchise's actions that it's not an overblown problem. And now you have Ramondre Stevenson and the Patriots coming to town with a really good offensive line. Like what's that going to look like? I mean, it's just going to be at least at the line of scrimmage, potentially a demolition. Now, cool. If they get down in the game and Garrett and Clowney are rushing the quarterback, cool. That's a big problem especially if it's bailey zappy i just think patriots is a dog here i actually think it's not even that the number is wrong i just think they are about to un- like outperform their rating massively for the next few weeks and they play a very easy schedule the next five weeks jets a couple times bears next monday night which i think you guys were alluding to already another primetime game with the bears <sighs> that might not be very competitive uh, <laughs> i do like the patriots here a good amount and, and sorry to spoil that for everybody next monday night <laughs> patriots bears so get the uh, get the popcorn ready mm. I like that breakdown. You've actually sold me on some Patriots here. Uh, I have a bet on the over in this game just because of a lot of the points you made, which is that I think the Patriots offense is going to have absolutely no problem uh, this 
Brown's defense is missing, um, you know, it's missing everything. Um, they are getting run, uh, you know, the teams are just run amok on them. And uh, yeah, you got a guy like Belichick who watches that film of uh, what the Falcons did to this Brown's defense. And I think he's going to have a, you know, a plan A that is just unstoppable in this one. So yeah, Patriots getting to 28 points uh, and then the Browns getting into the 20s seems realistic to me. So I played the over here earlier in the week. I still like it at 43 and a half. Um, let's get to the main event though. Because there is one game that stands above all others, not just for this week, but for this season. Because was it there last are only... night's game? Was it no, <laughs> it's definitely game? not. Uh, there, there was a game last night? Um, Barely. A, a yeah. game last night. Um, no, the game that stands above all others, uh, there's only two good teams in the NFL. Uh, that's been my opinion going on a month now, and it's not. nothing has happened that has changed my opinion here. It is the Bills and the Chiefs, and the Bills go to the Chiefs as two-and-a-half-point favorites on Sunday. This is uh, now a 54 point total um interesting you know market has been you know pretty uh two-way on both side and total here do you have a a, an especially uh sharp opinion of how this goes i don't think so i mean i made a bet i don't know if it's a particularly (laughs) sharp opinion you know you know what my bet was i i could never get to three in the game and when the bills got to three minus 110 i bet the chiefs like that's really that's all i I don't it's not Mahomes' home underdog it's not any of that stuff. I just, I made the game like bills by one and a half. And when I got up, bet up to three, I just thought, I thought three was pretty valuable. I agree sort of with what you said. Like you're saying there are two really good teams this year. I think these are two really good teams. I think all of us kind of agree. The bills are the consensus number one team by margin. We don't really know what the margin is. Maybe, maybe it's a small margin over everybody else, but I think we all think they're the best team. I agree with that. My ratings, they're the best team too. It's just how how much the best team. And we have two data points already this year. For early in the season, we have actually learned a pretty good amount about Buffalo, which is kind of fun. They haven't played the Steelers every week. They've actually played some pretty interesting games. They played two kind of road test games already, right, against Miami, against Baltimore. I don't know how you guys feel about those two teams, at least at the time the game was played. So, like, when Tua was the quarterback for Miami, I have the Chiefs rated slightly better than both of those teams on a neutral when the game was played. And what we saw from the point spread market was basically just – Bills by a little more than a field goal in those games and not even like a particularly large point spread. And if you look at the games themselves, challenging games like Buffalo not winning by margin, got down big in one of the games, had trouble scoring against Miami. Statistically, maybe they dominated that game, but neither game played out in a way where I feel like this is Bills by a ton on average. It probably feels like a one possession game on average and I get three with the Chiefs. So it just seemed valuable. I I am curious, though, maybe for both you guys, it could be a quick answer. Well, you said you thought there were only two good teams this year and you still feel that way if you had to pick one team that is not buffalo or kansas city to become the third really good team by the end of the year who do do you think for me it would be tampa still but i'm curious who it would be for you i hope there are no eagles fans watching (laughs) now it ain't gonna be philly for me i i love the i love the eagles as a regular season team but not a playoff team if there's going to be one other very good team in the playoffs i agree with you it would be the bucks yeah, and I think I, I've added a lot of Bucks futures in the last week and a half. They're pretty good think, right now. They're like, yeah, it's, right now on the yeah, market, it's pretty good. I, I, yeah, it's kind of kind of crazy that actually that you could see this coming as clearly as we did in the preseason, and then it's played out this way. But yeah, this was an, this isn't still an obvious buy Bucks um, market. So you took some Chiefs three. I did. Um, is there a game state where you are really ever going to be sweating? Uh, you know, the, the Chiefs getting in, you know, like even down margin, it feels like that's when the Chiefs look the best. <laughs> you know, is, right. there, is there a game state that you're concerned about, uh, you know, the Bills being able to pull away here? I mean, it, it has to be 
of course it's possible, you know, like I, we, we know how this works. It's not uh it's not the game has to play out a certain way, right. It's not the, the, the chiefs have to get ahead in the game or they have to, you know, like what happened against Tampa, they have to win the turnover battle and get a fumble on the opening kickoff and, and play with the lead the entire time and, and pressure Tom Brady. I'm not good at telling you in general, how something is going to play out like X's and O's matchups, game state, which is like an, an important term, like live betting wise. I'm sure there are people who are huge experts on this stuff, right? Uh, not my area of expertise. All I care about is what the final score is and what I got in at basically and what the closing number is, I guess, too, obviously. But um, not sure exactly how it's going to play out, but hope it plays out in a way that's advantageous. I'll take the luckiest win in the world. I don't need this to play out in a way that's good. I'll take fumble opening kickoff, score a touchdown. Josh Allen's like actually in adverse situation. I'll take all that. So yeah, not, nothing really for me stands out there. I think that, yeah, if when the line was three, I agree that KC with the play there. And just the way to think about that is home field advantage is worth about one and a half points in the NFL these days. So KC three at home is saying that if it was in Buffalo, that Patrick Mahomes would be a six point underdog. Uh, which to me just cannot be reconciled with. I do think that at two and a half, if I was forced, I might even lean bills. It's that narrow of a margin. Sure. And and three is obviously you know the important number uh, in a game this close. So I just think that the Chiefs, like that was a pretty fraudulent win they had over the Chargers, where if Mahomes throws the pick yeah. six instead of Herbert, which very easy, that was a coin flip there, uh, they'd yeah. probably lose that game. Uh, they lost to the Colts. They very easily could have lost as seven and a half point favorites at home to the Raiders as well. So I just think that the Bills are a bit more solid across the board. But let's jump to uh, another game, uh, apparently a team that Drew Dinsick hates, the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles, who are uh, six and a half point favorites at home to the Cowboys. The over-under is 42. Do you have a play on this game, Ken? This is, uh, I'm sure you guys have games like this all the time. We just talked about award markets, games where you don't have a bet on the game, but you need one side like blood in the game in order to justify <laughs> some some futures. And I, I'm going to guess both of you have a lot of Sirianni coach of the year. I know Whale oh, yeah. does, but uh, oh, yes. I'm going to guess you guys are really in on that. Best and, coach and, I've honestly, ever and honestly, <laughs> yes. like great, great uh, bet, right? Like it's aging really well. He's almost even money to win the award. Like things are going really well for that bet. Okay. Uh, I need the opposite side like blood. I need Dallas because uh, <laughs> the second the Dak Prescott got hurt, I started buying basically because okay. I thought the defense could be really good this year. Uh, I have 45 to one to win the Super Bowl. I have McCarthy 50 to win coach of the year. He's 20 That's now. So yes. like, um, I, I get it. And there's a plenty of people who are listening to this who are probably just laughing. And I was like, you have Mike McCarthy coach of the, like, I understand. I, I understand. Also, being a code, good coach doesn't mean you win coach of the year. You just have to win a lot. That's all you, that's all you have to do. So I could use the Cowboys in this game. Big, They win this game. They're going to be like 15 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. And McCarthy might be like 10 to 1 to win coach of the year. And, and honestly, unfortunately, eat some win probability out of Sirianni's probability, probably, to be honest. I don't know necessarily what to expect. I think the interesting thing in this game for me is if you compare all of Dallas's opponents during this Cooper rush stretch, basically, to Philadelphia, there's one really, really obvious difference that stands out, which is offensive line, right? Like the Cowboys defensive front, who is awesome, uh, was able to really wreak havoc in basically every single game that they play. I mean, we think about it, the Giants offensive line, the Bengals offensive line, which has been like a punchline the entire season. Uh, even last week against the Rams, they're dealing with a ton of offensive line issues versus last year's unit, right? So it's just like, all right, well, how is this game going to be different? Because Micah Parsons doesn't get a free run to the quarterback every play. And, and you know, Lawrence doesn't get a free run to the quarterback every play. I, I could see this being Philadelphia by margin. Like if I had to bet the game, 
and I think a lot of other people feel the same way, clearly, with Philly getting bet up. We had a couple people on the show, professional bettors yesterday, who both took Philly at lesser numbers than this, um, maybe partly partially triggered what happened in the market. So I, I lean that way as well. I think that's the, kind of the key matchup in the game. If Parsons isn't 100%, that's even worse. Um, but I, at the same time, I can't tell you what the right number is here necessarily. I have a hard time with the Cowboys and Rush of rating them and figuring out what it's supposed to be. So I'll say like lean Eagles, Honestly, I'm not sure a lot would surprise me. And I need if the Cowboys win this, it's you you will hear the champagne bottles, you know, going off <laughs> in my house basically because it's the prices are going to age wonderfully if that happens. I'll I'll tell you what, the the prices you gave for Cowboys and and for McCarthy, if McCarthy reop wins this game and reopens 10 to 1, that's a buy price. I, I mean, honestly, maybe like, right? because if if you go if you go you know, five and zero with uh, Cooper Rush as your quarterback, and you, you know, you are sitting at atop the NFC after this. Uh, you know, you should be the favorite in that market, even after, even as amazing as Sirianni has been this year. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think on that front, the issue with McCarthy, and it's still, it's still, you know, fifty <laughs> to one, six? regardless of what I'm about to say. <laughs> I just think he has kind of like a, a Doc Rivers kind of stench on sure. him now, where people don't think he's good. And I think Dan Quinn gets a lot of that credit, so I think McCarthy has to lap the field to win the award. But I mean, he's shorter than fifty-one to fifty to one mm-hmm. to lap the field, so I don't mind that. But uh, yeah, you can take that talk out of here because uh, I got a twenty-five <laughs> yeah, to one. Like, you Sirianni guys are so loaded on Sirianni. This is all. This is all hypothetical. That's not going to matter at all because the Eagles are going to win with margin. It's going to so, be great yeah. when uh, when O'Connell wins and we all lose. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, but one guy right now who is still fifty to one in the market, who I think is a buy at that price, is Robert Sala, yeah, who uh, with the three and two Jets. Like I don't think the Jets are going to be that good, but I think they might be like the seventeenth, eighteenth best team in the NFL. Fell, and when you're that, you can back yourself into 10 and 7 and 11 and 6. And as we saw with Tom Thibodeau and Julius Randle, there is a significant <laughs> New York buff. So I just think you should be more like 15 to 1. Uh, Ken, before we go, just want to tell you my favorite NBA futures bet because I oh, don't want to leave without this. Yeah. Rudy Gobert to win Defensive Player of the Year. I make that even money. Really? And uh, oh, yeah, yeah, he's plus Rocking 500 or so in the <laughs> yeah? market. He has it on a platter. Jaron Jackson, yeah. Don. Robert Williams done with yeah. their injuries. Gobert Bam? is the most deserving cat. Bam, no PJ Tucker. They're going to start Tyler Hero. Worst okay. defense. And yep. you just go through the candidates. And Gobert is basically the most deserving candidate every single year because he's that <laughs> good true. in the regular season. And it's just mm-hmm. a matter of whether he has narrative on a Minnesota team where he has a better defensive supporting cast than he had in yeah. Utah for the past couple of years. And still, like with what he had last year in Utah, they were still the best defense in the league when Gobert was on the floor next to Donovan Mitchell, Conley, Bojan. So I just think that Gobert, this is his. It's just a matter of staying healthy and Minnesota not being a disaster. I I have uh, to follow up on that. Can I follow up for two seconds on that? I have have a long shot. I have not bet this, and I may not bet this. (laughs) It's like I'm going to laugh at myself if I click the button. (laughs) And so I have to ask this. I have to. There's two players. One One I don't like very much, but if defensive player of the year is that wide open behind Gobert, so like you say, you make Gobert even money. I agree that I hate like all of the players after him, except maybe Bam, just because like it's at least yeah. like feasible. He's a likable guy. <laughs> it's yeah. fe- right, yeah. like Williams is going to play. Like Williams is not winning this year. Giannis is not winning this year. Draymond is definitely not winning this year. Like there are lots of players you just cross off, cross off, cross I totally agree with that. Is there any – I can't even laugh before I say this question. Is there any <laughs> chance that Ben Simmons 38-1 to 1 is a good bet? I just don't think they have a path to being a top three defense, and they have to. I think be, I agree. Have to be a top three defense. I don't yeah. mind. Yeah. 
yeah, I, I think it's skewing more That's towards a Ben Simmons archetype, but I just think that like they're just so small uh, and that I just don't think that they're going to. But it would be I a agree. good story for uh, yeah. my fellow countryman, Ben the Simmons. The price is crazy. He almost won a couple of years ago. The price is crazy. I'm not betting it either. I just, I had to yeah. Yeah, I think that. Are, like r- tiny, interesting, like just like the tiniest. Kawhi's yeah. going to sit too many games. That's the problem. But like they're just, they're just like a Durant, yeah, yeah, I think that the, yeah, if I'm looking at long shots, the two guys I would look at would be Evan Mobley, just because he's sure. stealing based on what he showed. I don't think that their defense is going to be good enough either with Mitchell and Garland as he guards, but and playing Levert at the three, that hurts. But he's just got so much talent. And then I think Joel Embiid, if you can get him at like 30 to one or so, I think that's Sixers defense. Now, you know, they take Tucker away from Bam, put him next to Embiid. Right. Uh, and I think that defense has some upside. So you think they're yeah. giving JoJo MVP and He's the double? I don't know. He's going to get the double? I don't know. Hey, that, Gian- Giannis <laughs> did it like three years ago. So that's true. Uh, oh, yeah. Very good. I think, uh, yeah, I, I don't think Embiid's going to win, but at 30 to one, I think it's of some interest. Anyway, we're going to yeah. talk a lot about DPOI and futures, uh, Ken, with you throughout the year. It's always a pleasure to have you on. Do you just want to uh, tell uh, our viewers and listeners where they can find your content? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks a lot, guys, for having me on. I was NBA award. This crew with NBA awards. I'm just, I'm in. Like the, the, the synapses are firing, writing stuff down. This is good stuff. I like this stuff. Um, you can find me uh, at least uh, three to seven p.m. Eastern time, along with uh, Nick Costos, my co-host. Uh, you better, you bet. So uh, the Odyssey app, YouTube, Twitch. Just search uh, You Bet wherever you find your podcast. You should listen to our podcast after the live show. We're on Monday to Friday, 3 to 7. Sunday morning before the 1 o'clock game start Eastern time, 11 to 1, basically on radio stations nationally. All right. You're the man, Ken. Thanks for coming on, and we will speak to you soon. All right, Drew, before we get into Sunday Night Football, just a reminder, if you don't have the NBC Sports Predictor app, go download it now. The contests are free and easy to play, and you have a shot to win thousands this weekend by predicting what will happen in college football, on an NASCAR circuit, and in the Premier League. There's also $100,000 up for grabs by guessing the outcome between the Cowboys and Eagles in our Sunday Night 7 contest. All right, Drew, let's predict that outcome Right now, the final question on this week's Sunday Night 7 contest is, who wins the game and by how many points exactly? What have you got? I got Eagles by 20. Wow. (laughs) Wow, you got Eagles by 20. Okay, that's bold. That's two touchdowns above the line. (laughs) (laughs) This is the Eagles. I mean, this is is the game that they've been – uh, that they have prepared the entire offseason. Like you, you, you know, Ken, Ken said the, the kind of the perfect matchup part of this, which is that yes, the Cowboys have gotten, you know, much more out of Cooper Rush than we expected. Yes, the defense looks absolutely incredible, but they've played very, very poor offensive lines. And now they go up against the league's best. Uh, I think that this is going to be all systems go for the Eagles offensively. I think they can get into like the 41 point range and I'll give Dallas some garbage time points and get them to 21 or something along those lines. So uh, give me a 20 point win for our Philly Eagles. Okay, much more conservatively, I'll take the Eagles by exactly a touchdown by seven key number. Give me the Eagles by a touchdown. Okay, let's jump into our favorite bets of the weekend. A familiar team, the one that we love is your best bets, the Seahawks money line against the Cardinals. Why? Yeah, because the Cardinals are frauds. <laughs> Basically, there's no margin between these two teams. They're, they should be power rated equally. I think the uh, the Seattle offense at least has a lot of life, and uh, I like them in comeback mode in this game if they have if they face a deficit. But uh, for whatever it's worth, the Cardinals start slow, uh, and I think Seattle can get out to a lead and, and play from ahead in this one, much like they did against the Lions. But I think, uh, you know, this is a numbers play. I make this game a pick I'm getting plus money on the money line, so I took it. I like it. 
Geno Smith, third best quarterback in the NFL behind Allen and Mahomes. Uh, so why not? All right, my best bet is 49ers at Falcons under 45 Ooh. flat, which it is a points bet at the moment. It's starting to trend down. Uh, so you might want to jump in quickly at that price before it goes. Uh, and the angle here is that these are just two teams and two coaches just obsessed with running the ball. Uh, it's, it's almost become a meme. It's become America's nightmare uh, for fantasy managers everywhere that Arthur Smith is so intent on running the ball at the expense of giving uh, it to Drake London and Kyle Pitts. Uh, and so I think that you know they will continue to run the ball. The Niners' defensive line is really banged up, uh, but I think at the same time, like that will help um, help the Falcons run the ball in a way that it's not a stout up the middle. Uh, a lot of players questionable for the Niners, but even with those players questionable, the Niners have an excellent defense. Four of their five games have gone under this season. I think they have the best defense in the NFL, and Atlanta's defense is surprisingly competent. Uh, and Jimmy Garoppolo, despite racking up a couple of wins, I still don't think he's looked that uh, that reliable. Uh, I think he actually looked better last season, honestly. So I just think that uh, there's going to be a lot of clock burning in this game. Don't really trust either of these offenses. I trust their defenses more than their offenses. So I'm going under 45. All right, Drew, it's good to have you back, mate. Uh, enjoy. Oregon, uh, enjoy enjoy the whale watching and the whale capping. <laughs> and don't forget to check out NBCSportsEdge.com for more information to help you with your wages, everyone. Thanks for those of you watching on the NBC Sports YouTube channel. Thanks to Ken Barkley for joining. And if you're listening to us in podcast form, don't forget to subscribe and rate us. And we will be back on Monday. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.